0: All right, what's going on, guys? Garden Report post-game show. Bobby Manning and John Zanis holding down the fort while Josue Pavone uh, does what he does out in the field. Josue covering the team in New Orleans and Chicago. Um, And uh, he's there right now talking to some of the guys after a... uh, That's
1: not the right score.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, wow, that was kind of a blowout. That's not the right score. a little closer than that. But... uh, Good good win, holding on late against yeah. a pretty fierce Pelicans comeback. You had some turnover issues in the second half that plagued the offense, and Tatum probably had his worst night of the season overall, even with the passing. that we'll, I guess we'll hit on first. Uh, Tatum looking shaky from the field, but a decent defensive night. Ten assists, you'll take it. You probably want a little bit more from him in the way of scoring, but he was keeping the ball moving. They have another ridiculous three point night. It's like it's not coming back to Earth. It's going all the way to Mars. This this three point. Oh
0: Mars. (laughs)
2: Like this is (laughs) this is ridiculous what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, they cooled off. That's always the fear when you start hot that you just kind of keep jacking. This was one of those. I mean, this was not a good Tatum game. Um, he was uh, you know, uh just shot it was fine no it wasn't it was a bad game it was okay it was no it was a bad tatum game Uh, i the assists are fine at the end but the bottom line is he settled way too much he took way too many threes he didn't get to the basket he didn't have his first three-point attempt until late look he's entitled okay But it was a bad overall Tatum game. Sloppy. Balls were bouncing off his hands. The turnovers might have gone to other people. He didn't do a good job corralling the ball um, in transition. Brown
2: had a seven turnover game, though. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to Brown
0: in a a minute. But, like, the the downside – the upside to this game is – you're down. You're down, Marcus. Obviously, you're still down, Rob. You get and back, and he wasn't very effective in his first game back. Bench did not blow up, you know, the way it has uh, before. And yeah, I thought the bench
2: of, stunk tonight.
0: The the bench was really bad tonight, and so you didn't get that bump from them. Um, and you got not a great, uh, in a bad Tatum game and a very sloppy Brown game, and you still win. So again, just speaks to you know the talent of the team, that even when they're not great, and we'll get to Derek White. Derek White's the MVP, unquestioned of the night, and I think he deserves a lot of love. But, you know, when you're watching this game, what's great is you can have some down, and then you can get picked up by some people playing up. And, you know, in the early part, it wasn't just Derek White. Al Horford knocked down all his threes early as well. Um, So they were just really... Uh, you know, they just put so much pressure on them by knocking down all those threes. Uh, but what freaks me out was going to give me a little PTSD over this game is uh seeing your two best players revert to the worst versions of themselves. The ones that gave you nightmares and fits last year. And again,
2: Didn't like Tatum dribbling around to that mid Tatum <laughs> about like 10 dribbles on that play.
0: Too much dribbling, and then Jalen just a sloppy mess, just dribbling and losing it without pressure. And this is what they've avoided this year. They've avoided turn—and again, they only had like five turnovers until they got to the third quarter, and they turned it over like a zillion times. Uh, They've avoided turnovers by not over-dribbling, and they haven't gone back to it. So you felt, okay, they got it, they got it, they got it. And this was the first game where it was like, ah, that's all the stuff you stopped doing, which is why you've been so efficient. Please don't do it again. And yes, I know there's 17 assists, but you can't say 17 assists unless you say 10 turnovers. And a less than two to one assist to turnover ratio is not great. It was bad basketball by those guys. They did not play great basketball. But... They still win, even having these guys do it. I just hate seeing that kind of – I just hate seeing them revert a little bit, even if it's just one game, to the stuff that didn't work last year. I don't want to see that.
2: Yeah, you would have have felt that more if they didn't have that 10 for 16 cushion. I think they started 14 to 26 from three. Uh, So that gave them a ton of room for error. They had a lot of
0: room for error, and they still stemmed off a lot of runs to their credit, which was great.
2: Big shots from White and Grant throughout uh, in terms of stopping runs. And, you know, Tatum and Brown had some big ones late once it got down to 10, 8, wherever it was there in the closing minutes. Uh, So overall, like, again, I feel like it's an okay performance. I'm not coming out of this one wicked frustrated with them i think joe is you saw him at the end there i think sean mentioned it it was, it was a like, bad kind of shaking his head yeah. it was he- not a great team
0: performance they didn't do a lot of things uh, at their best and again they still won that's the whole that's the caveat it's just yeah. you're looking at <laughs> you're looking at bigger this isn't one of those like a win is a win is a win no it doesn't matter you're looking this team's got much bigger goals than a friggin win in mid-november in new orleans what you don't want to see is any with no back Yeah, what you don't want to see is any backsliding, um, you know, in in the way that they're playing because that's what's so impressive right now. Just relentless, the commitment to the passing, the off-ball movement, you know, not dribbling too much, and that's fine. If they learn their lesson and they're like, yeah, we can't do that anymore, yeah, you're going to have blips. You can't play perfect games, 82 games. That's the only thing here is you you don't want to see them backslide at all into those types of habits uh, with those guys and, you know, I I guess, you know, if you're Tatum, you're watching everybody hit threes and you're like, I guess that's what we're doing today. And you're going to start jacking. It was interesting,
2: right? Yeah. Cause he never really backed off the jump shooting in this one. There was a game, I think on Monday against Oklahoma city where he starts one to seven from three. I, I believe that was the number he took. He took one, three in the closing sequence of the game it might have been even the whole second half he only had one three point attempt in that game got downhill had a big four for five finish in the fourth during that comeback and his approach changed he adjusted off what wasn't working earlier in the game you didn't really see that from him in this one and again i love the passing in this one overall i thought ball control from him was solid uh, but yeah it wasn't his greatest game in terms of shot selection even that one he hit to go back to that one where he's just dribbling around the world and really the tough Yeah, Yeah, really tough Tough one. He hit
0: floater falling to his left. Contested. Those are the types of shots he was missing last year because it wasn't all the way to the rim. That's a very difficult shot. So, yeah, that wasn't a great one either.
2: Yeah, and Pelicans play, played them pretty aggressively in the paint. even saw that, that big uh, rebounding volleyball sequence from Brown at the end. Just a lot of bodies in there. White had to finish through traffic. Uh, so if you were going in the paint, you were going to be facing Valanchunas and some big bodies in there. Uh, so I think that's where some of the settling ends up from, though. If, if this is going to be a bit of a Milwaukee preview in terms of like the style of defense, uh, you're able to exploit a center like Valanciunas and Brooke Lopez or some of those big guys who are just going to sit in the paint with Al Horford who was just incredible early hits four threes in the first uh, exploit some big time in the third to the point where it looked at they couldn't really even play Valanchunas anymore who's super dangerous I mean if they could have played him a little bit more in this one he's a guy who could have exploited the Celtics but just a disastrous defensive game from him the Pelicans were terrible at that end all game long and you're pretty much able to just cruise to victory on the offensive end. That's a good thing. You're going to run into a lot of teams that just stink defensively this year, and your offense is so good. But the good Pelicans
0: that... aren't one of them. They're the eighth. They're they're eighth right now in defense. Uh, and they're, yeah. they're, they're a top two or three team in defending three pointers,
2: um, which obviously oh, the, didn't, the, I didn't know the three point stat, but I don't, yeah. I don't look at them as a great defense. With the well, I'm saying they statistically,
0: have. they've been playing yeah. a pretty decent defense. So, um, you know, you came up, you put a forty forty 40 spot on them in the first, and really that was the whole ball game right there. You know, you kept them at arm's length the rest of the way. And that was that just ungodly shooting from three uh, early on, and that's what won the game for them outright. The rest of it, like, you know, they, they were able to kind of hold off those runs whenever they needed to. Uh, Joe Missoula just called his first time out, I'm told, in my ear here. <laughs> um, so that's good. He's got a couple left for the end of the game if he needs them. Um, but yeah, they made it. They, 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 they you know, it's again it's funny, though. The other it's, team- it's fun to play a game where you're like, you can find 15 things that went, went wrong and that they, they kind of cruised to victory. I mean, it really wasn't it wasn't really. You didn't sweat it, right?
2: No, you didn't. I don't. I don't think anyone was terrified. I don't think they one. would. Maybe they, they, they played maybe with their after food a little three. bit.
0: I think they realized they weren't going to lose, and they just kind of messed around here.
2: Yeah, it got know? down the six on that Ingram three. I was a little worried after that, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah, I, I. I didn't think they were going to lose this game at any point after the cushion that they built. I think it was nineteen right after halftime. And they were gonna have a tough time fully overcoming that. The Pelicans and uh, to Boston's credit, good run stopping plays. It's funny, like you mentioned the timeouts, John, and we're gonna talk about that all year, but multiple this, times
0: on every run, and you could see the runs coming, and it was like stop them. Well, like, the
2: funny the funny thing is,
0: other I don't teams, get it if they play their way off the run, Bobby. When it's over, stop the fifteen to two run. Don't bounce back after the fifteen to two. Stop it. You can see. During one of those runs, they were getting really sloppy with the ball. As soon as you see it, guys, nope, 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 nope. Collect yourselves. You're dribbling too much. Get back to what we were doing. Stop it when you see the bad habits beginning to form, not after. I don't understand the philosophy.
2: Probably just wants <coughs> to keep things flowing. And number two, I don't think he's going to change much in terms of the approach or even say much during those sequences and – a lot of the times they've made a play or two back the other way. And I don't know if this factors into it, but other teams are calling them up like two buckets the other way. So Willie Green in this one, I think uh, that was the sequence where uh, where uh, I think it was Grant and Horford hit shots the other way. All of a sudden, New Orleans is on this massive run. A couple Celtics shots go back the other way, and boom, it's timeout Pelicans. And that's happened all year. The Denver did it on Friday. I feel like New Orleans did it. I mean, Oklahoma did it on Monday. Like, they they just have such a tight rope on the timeouts themselves that like they're rattling them off and the Celtics don't even have to call them.
0: All right. The guard report as always is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner bet online bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs from football and basketball this season. You will always find the latest odds team matchup info, player news and game trends at bet online always your continued source for sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contest, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. So head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, It's a terrific deal. Just use that promo code CLNS50. Again, BetOnline.ag, you get a 50% welcome bonus with your initial deposit use that promo code clns 50 to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts i mean like you tweeted it new orleans call new orleans called them for the celtics but it was yeah. usually after after the run and after a celtics response a few
2: answers yeah and you know i think joe feels at this point that his team's capable of sprinkling those one or two little response baskets where where they need them uh but it did get big in this one i'll give it to you that stretch in the third probably warranted a timeout when it got down the six or the fourth wherever that was there that they pulled a couple possessions yeah yeah i'd I'd like i'd like some more but that's his thing and you know what for a rookie head coach a guy that you're not really sure about his identity who's deferring to the players quite a bit it's nice to have something that you, you can tell is distinctively Joe and they seem to like it. Like I've talked about everybody you talk to in the room, likes that approach and they've done well with it. You're sitting here at 13 and three, despite a few close games, a big deficit against Oklahoma, a uh, big bowl and lead. in this one, you, you're in a pretty good place. So don't change until you necessarily need to, I'd say though come playoff time. I think we'll have bigger gripes when things are a little more tight and like every little decision matters a little bit more. Like, this regular season basketball early on this year is still so loose and back and forth and the defenses haven't been great that they've seen across the league. I mean,
0: scoring is way up, you know, offensive numbers are up, you know, everybody's running
2: around. They're playing some high pace games.
0: Totally. And again, I like it. And again, a game where your are two stars. I think obviously Jalen was able to score. Um, but a game where, you know, your number one star really didn't have a good scoring. How about, night, how about from a viewer's you're still, perspective, You're John. still putting up a buck 17, you know, uh, which is how just great unreal.
2: It, how great is it from a viewer's perspective watching this team that never, never challenges play? Well, they, they've challenged them, but doesn't challenge plays a ton, doesn't call a ton of timeouts. I mean, these games are pretty brisk watch. Fast watches.
1: Games. Yeah. I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah. This game was cruising along. Uh, no, it's great. I mean, look, it's an entertaining team to watch. Even when they don't play great, they're winning fairly comfortably. Uh, you look back on it. They have one regulation loss this year. Um, Cleveland was playing out of its mind when they when the lost to them. Uh, and they've come back down to earth a little bit. Chicago, their other loss, Chicago's in a bad way right now. Um, and so uh, that's who they play next right now. But yeah. uh I mean, the it's Bulls have fallen way off. They've lost four straight. They're six and ten right now. That <laughs> hurts. I got shape. a good.
2: I got a good friend who's a Bulls fan, and I know it like crushes them every time they lose. And every every time I look over the scoreboard and see them flounder, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I wish they could just pick it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jason Tatum's going to figure it out. He'll be fine. Um, yeah. No, that I should mean,
2: be a win. You'll get look, to the ten, no, right? I,
0: nobody is worried that Jason Tatum is. No one's, worried. <laughs> no one's worried about Tatum. Um, and the Brown stuff is, look, you know, this is what Jalen Brown is. I don't Brown know what is. to say. I, yeah. I, have not, I, I, I don't know what to say other than I promise I won't make a big deal about it if everyone else promises to stop talking about his increased playmaking and how he continues to evolve as a player. Jalen Brown is one thing. He's an absolute bucket machine. He gets buckets he hits tough shots he goes to the basket hard he can get friggin red hot from three he is a bucket machine everything else is just uh, whatever it's just you don't need to have other expectations of Jalen Brown outside of that it's okay it's as simple as too much Jalen dribbling equals a lot, a lot, a lot of turnovers. He shouldn't have the ball in his hands that much. When he gets it and he's decisive and he goes and he shoots, even when they're tough contested shots, doesn't matter. He makes a ton of them. As soon as he starts doing that little dribbly thing and driving into traffic with his head down, this happens a lot. He's just got a a little self-control is all he needs. And then he's just a bucket machine. That's just who he is. We don't need to expect him to be much better than that. Just stay with what the system is doing for you right now. It's working.
2: Yeah, and we've talked about where he's at his best, which is catching the ball and finishing specifically closer to the basket in transition, three point. I mean, he had a decent start to this game, I think 2 of 5 from 3 that got him up to 33% from this season, but you know, we're looking at like a two year, two three year stretch here where his three point shooting has dipped quite a bit. Probably due to pressure, probably due to way defenses have played him and where he's taking him from. He, he used to be that corner king, remember? We don't see Oh, Yeah. We don't see him get a lot of looks there anymore. Um, So, you know, he's not a great shooter at this point from three, pretty great shooter from two, but they don't like to take those and you're going to have to pick your spots when it comes to having shots created for you. So He's a guy who has a lot of interest in becoming and expanding his playmaking. I think they've allowed him to do that over the last two, three games here. You wonder if they reel it in a little bit, though, just due to the results. Um, this was a rough one. Again, dribbling in the spaces, not knowing where to go, ball just popping out of his hands.
0: It's not his game. It's not his yeah. game. You, we got to stop thinking it's getting better because it's not it's and a
2: balance can- so if he wants to expand his game in that spot like what are you gonna say J- Jalen forget about it. you're never gonna do it. like it's, it's not a, a matter of standpoint. doing it
0: you can do more like you you can just naturally progress just doing what you're doing but doing it a little bit better you're not all of a sudden going to try to force the issue and be something you're not it's just you, the, you live and die with the same stuff with Jalen. He goes so freaking fast. I, that's why I compare him to Westbrook. And every time I say it, everyone loses their mind. I'm not comparing their games or the type of player they are or who they are in their career. career. I'm saying Russell Westbrook goes a thousand miles an hour and he's an athletic freak. And when he does that, he's impossible to stop. Jalen Brown, ne- Brown can do that stuff. I'm talking about prime Russell. Jalen Brown is one of those guys where you just, He just goes and he just gets by you and he uses that speed and athleticism. But when he does that and he's going Mach 10, he's going to lose the ball from time to time. It's just the price you pay for the things that he's able to do. You know, that's just what he does. And when he sets guys up, he's got to shake and bake. He's got to dribble a little bit to hit some of those contested twos. When he does it, he's going to lose the ball sometimes, too, because his handle's a little bit loose. We got to get the tape measure out, Bobby. It's a problem. Um, You're going to live and die by it. And I'm fine with it. As long as I said, we have a contract that people aren't going to keep saying he's getting better and blah, blah, blah. He's not. He's been the same guy for roughly three years as far as this stuff goes. He did. He has improved over where he was in the first few years. But for the last three or so years, he's basically the same guy with the ball in his hands. He's pretty loose with it. He, You know, he loses the ball a ton, but he's a freaking bucket machine. And honestly, that's good enough because it's the hardest thing to do in basketball to be able to create your own shot, to just get by people, to rise up over people and score. And he's phenomenal at it. So that's it. Just leave it there
2: phenomenal uh, he is I, that's he's he's
0: great at that it's an amazing skill and it's the hardest thing to do in the game and he's and he does it
2: i'm not what you're 13 and three you're playing great on both ends i'm not worried about his individual start because you look at his individual start and it's it's not great like if you were just if this season was not, all about his three pointers the- are way down way down you know he's yeah, over if- you know? And his his defense to start this year is just inexplicable. Like yeah. it's 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 bad. Like Been he's got circumstances getting lost. It's and he again, he makes big plays in this game late. He makes up for the turnovers in you know, spurts throughout this game. So he ends up having a solid one. But if you were looking at this season and saying, All right, this is all about Jalen's development and he needs to take the next step as a player and then as an individual. Jalen's still
0: twenty six. He's in freaking year seven, guys.
2: Yeah. his 7th so, year
0: in the NBA, guys. Come on. I mean, like, like I said, can we just live with him being a really good scorer and not yes. pre- not pretend that everything else is happening? It's not.
2: And it's fine. Yes, you can live with that for now. But in a couple of years when you make that contract decision, uh, if he's creeping in the all NBA status and all of a sudden you're making this decision as a heavy tax team on uh, your your supermax which you can offer him here, is ownership going to look at him as a player? I, they will, right? Because, you know, it's just going to let Brown go in the middle of this run and hurt your chance to continue to contend here. But it becomes a little bit tougher if he's not continuing to progress as a player individually, and you're putting yourself out there and saying, all right, if he hits All-NBA this year, it's $300 million. and then you're giving another $300 million to Tatum. So that's, like, the only reason that him his individual play matters because when we look at them as a team – him doing this within the context of a team works like he can be this finisher and this guy who plays off the ball more and screens more. And I'm glad that Joe Mizzou is pushing him in that, in that direction. Hopefully that's going to be where he ends up Yeah, at, to end the year. Like it, you want him doing that in the playoffs, but in spirits you're going to have to try to push him to progress overall with playmaking and different stuff. Cause you want him to continue and improve as a player. I'm not ruling out him continuing to improve John. Like you can't just sit there as a team and be like, man, this This is it. This is him. Like, you gotta, especially if he wants to, and that's like his desire a couple years from free agency, you're gonna have to work with that to some degree.
0: I, yeah, again, no one's saying there's not gonna continue to improve some. We're just gonna simply say this is an aspect of his game that it is what it is, and you just live with it. It cost them the turnovers, cost them the finals, uh, last year. You're talking about his. everybody's these turnovers, this, you know, this type of basketball, you you have a much bigger goal in mind than beating the Pelicans without their best player in mid November. You have a much, your, your targets are set on something much, much, much bigger. You want to not see it. But again, this isn't a Jalen complaint. This is a Jalen reality. We're not dogging Jalen Brown. We're just simply stating that he's an absolute bucket machine. Who's a sloppy mess with the ball in his hands. And he turns it over a lot. Uh, It just is what it is. These are facts. These are statistical facts. It's not, nobody's saying anything that isn't true, that isn't provable by simply looking at numbers. It is what it is. He still was an assassin tonight. He got big buckets when they needed him. He was super hot early in the game when Tatum didn't have it going. Without Jalen Brown, they don't win this game. These are all facts, okay? Yeah. But again, it's tough. It's tough watching that. And it's gonna to be tough watching that when defensive pressure goes up and you need to take care of the ball and you know, but blah, that's blah, that's blah,
2: why blah. putting them in these certain positions is gonna matter. And this is one of these things that's a challenge for Missoula as the coach. Like he's in a great position right now where this thing's sort of just running itself. They've established so much that he doesn't have to do a ton as a coach to put this team where it needs to be. But that's one of the challenges. You have this megastar. Who's really coming into his own as a as a you know brand and as a superstar in this league and all these different things, you know where he's successful and you know where he's not, and where he's not is still kind of where he wants to be to some degree. So that's the sort of thing you as a coach, like those conversations, timeouts to go back to that, these different positions that you're in where you're communicating with him, especially where you're allowing the players to handle so much themselves, that's where he, you know, some tough conversations to go to Joe Sway's phrase have to come up because where has he been great to start this year? Screening and rolling, screening and popping out, catching the ball and transition. Like he is a machine in those areas. And I love that Missoula's really emphasized him being in those spots, but I talked to him last week and I'm like, you know, how, how tough is this? Are you like going off the ball more, screening more, all these different things you're not really used to. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's an adjustment. Like this, this is, this isn't the same as last year. It's different. Yeah. yeah. So I'm uh, sure he's not thrilled about it, but winning cures all. And winning, that's the winning. position he's going to have to be in to win.
0: B- bingo. Um, so, and again, I want to get to the, I want to get to the good stuff. I want to talk about, you know, white and like, completely turning it around, but just putting a bow on uh, Tatum shot selection was a little off, but a lot of people were saying, I was in discord earlier and people are saying in the chat, he looked tired. I need, we need Joe sway. We need our new Orleans reporter, Joe sway to uh, figure out whether the guys might've hit it a little bit last night. Um, you know, because (laughs) did they get uh, in yesterday? But I'll ask you this just because, you know, do you think there was anything new Orleans was doing defensively that was keeping Tatum from trying to get to the basket, packing the paint or, um, did you know, is it just because I mean he didn't really attack much at all? Um, and he had been so well, you know, uh over the last few games. Uh, and you know, he doesn't get his first free throw attempt until the fourth quarter. I think he finished with six, but a couple of those were, you know, late foul, you know, uh sort of things. So he really didn't get to the line as he'd been, uh, and he just really wasn't driving and looking to finish that way. Almost everything was from the outside. Why do you think that was?
2: I think to some degree, it's it's what we've seen from him in the past, where if that paint gets cut off, it can be a challenge for him. And this is an offense that can get into that string of jacking a bunch of shots. There were stretches, I think, early second, uh, early fourth, where they they just started launching. And I think he was shooting off the dribble quite a bit. It's been nice seeing him getting some more catch and shoot opportunities this year away from the guards. And I think Brogdon's struggles probably played into that. The fact that Smart's not out there hurts Tatum when it comes to having shots set up for him. Uh, but this is one of those teams in New Orleans that really has that aggressive drop. And, uh, you know, obviously it's been successful for the Celtics this year. Uh, the Bucs have the number one defense in the league. Uh, going to that base wise. So, you know, that's a defense that really works well in the regular season for teams. And they have a big center in Valanciunas who can run it well. Versatile guy in Nance who can come in and run some small ball and pick him up in the paint. Uh, so, yeah, like to your point, John, like they they're a better defensive team than I expected. Especially they were even coming in and hearing yeah. that and. You know, they defended him well in this one. So I think you give some credit to them. They have Ingram, another long guy to throw at him, Alvarado, who can really get in on some bigger guys and steal the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would give some credit to the Pelicans. This was a bad game for Tatum in terms of approach offensively. But, again, you have that outlet on the perimeter. And this is what I still love about this offense. It's not that they're just nailing a million threes. They, they have Tatum and Brown scoring 60 points every night it's that they know where to go with the ball and they make good decisions and they read the defense constantly making
0: the right reads
2: so yeah so Tatum as much as you look in at six for 18 he's a big reason Horford goes seven for eight in this one Uh, and that's what you like to see so I'm not going to kill Tatum for this performance he'd been due for not killing it but yeah again
0: you can't possibly play I mean he'd been he was having thirty on bad nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is like and by bad nights meaning by his standard. He's on another planet right now, and he's a top three MVP candidate. So he's entitled to games uh like this and he's gonna have more of them. There's not he's not there's nothing about Jason Tatum that's a problem. Just settled a lot from three. And again, those are the things where it's like, you know, keep going, keep You know keep doing what you're doing keep attacking but again he made it happen with assists (laughs) he wasn't as careless with the ball as brown was he has a ten assist game Uh, it's hard to complain about it the shot just wasn't falling just too many threes jacking early switch we've seen him
2: have much worse games
0: much worse it much worse he just he seemed he seemed a little out of it that's all you know so but again i'm not i'm not freaking at all about uh anything tatum did um Marcus Smart is out, so Derek White starts. I know you were talking about it, Bobby, as like the likely thing that they would do, that they would leave him up there and have Brogdon come off the bench. Um uh, White was on a White was Good ridiculous. <laughs> White w- White was freaking ridiculous tonight.
2: I'm still stunned that they made the decision to bench him, you know, five, six games ago. It worked though, right? The defense, yeah, the defense is- got better, but his play got worse. And again, we're not worried about an individual play here, but you had him rolling as a starter. I think the tricky thing for the defense is he is that guy who gets attacked at times. Um, and this is a balance we'll talk about with him defensively, because you've talked about that a lot. Like the Warriors went at him, different teams in the playoffs went at him. But man, when he's like in space and he needs to like go for the ball, but he's guarding in transit, he can really make some plays off the ball that are just incredible I mean, like if you look at his defense, I had him to all defense last year, two steals, two blocks in this one. He counteracts some of those plays where he gets attacked by bigger guys with like just some ridiculous stops individually in traffic. I mean, he was the guy on Curry in the finals. Like this guy can be a monster defensively. And now you open his offensive game where he's shooting over 44% from three this year. That was one of the first things I saw in camp was him just nailing him with Ben Sullivan. Not a great, much different approach in terms of the motion. Like even the big one he hit on the other night there. No, it Atlanta. looks kind
0: of the same. Oh, I, it was the exact
2: I... same. One of the big ones down the stretch he had in that Hawks game. Like it's the leaner, and he just goes up but, and hits it. So is that he's going to go he's through just, some ups and downs.
0: The stroke is the same, but he's not he's not falling back. That's about the difference. He's right? always
2: had that lean, right? <laughs> yeah. Even back to his Spurs games, like he yeah. kind of like fades out of a shot, like. And, you know, I've heard that, too, you know, playing with different people over the years. It's like you you just want to go straight up. You don't want to lean out of it. And for some reason, he he does that quite a bit. Um, Maybe it's just, you know, he was wicked small um, early in his basketball career. I don't know. I don't know if you know, like, the story of his background that, you know, in high school, he had no prospects of playing because yeah. he was like five seven or whatever and he had this massive growth spur in the college so he probably like that probably stems from his early days when he was one of the smaller guys on the court having to create space but now he's bigger he can shoot over some smaller guards like he can go straight up and I think that's the mechanical adjustment at least when I look at it that's been a big difference for him this year is just a little bit less lean on that shot and I've, that's I've talked it. to Ben Sullivan who has been working with them. And he says like, it's not a huge difference mechanically. It's just a it, small one.
0: It's the same motion. I don't know if you see it. It looks to me like Horford actually refined his motion a little bit. Um, you know uh, it, where the elbow was more out. And I think it's come a little bit more in and it's, it's uh quicker release and it's a little bit more compact. Uh, White's shot looks exactly the same to me, but as you said, maybe the lean, I put this comment up cause I did want to talk about it. We're talking about Tatum, not going to the ba- basket that, that crossover uh, uh, and switch to the left that he made early—I I think it was still in the first into quarter. The floater.
2: Was I an, can't wait to dive into that floater. That it's an, a part of his game now, isn't no, it? That was
0: the one where he just went left and finished. <laughs> oh, that okay. was There an, was
2: another.
0: He broke somebody's ankles, crossed him over, and then just finished left. And that it was. And Pelicans called the timeout right after. It was an unbelievable move uh, to the basket uh, there.
2: He's got great poise in the lane at this point. And that's why you want to see him if the three-pointer isn't there, just get downhill and go there a ton. And it's going to it's gonna stink. There's going to be – I know the wrist is hurt and everything else. There's a lot of physicality in there. But look at Brown late. I give Brown a little bit of credit, like just jamming himself in there, missing two shots, getting the third, and laying it back up and in. It's a big play in a close game. And you're going to have to just go there at times when the shot isn't there, when the foul calls aren't there. You're just going to have to work through it and battle and dig your way in their possession after possession. I will say for those two, though, um, before we circle back to white here, big rebounding nights, like they finally embrace that. And they win the rebounding battle in this one pretty handily against a team that was bigger than them. Again, I don't think you're a weak rebounding team. If Brown and Tatum are rebounding at the level that they can 10 for Brown in this one, seven for Tatum, those are your guys. And those are two of the better wing rebounders in the league. Again, it's just going to have to be big minutes, a lot of physicality, uh, a lot of rebounding, a lot of defense, and a lot of uh, passing from those two. Uh, like it's it's got to be outside of their scoring that they're going to have to make an impact for this team to go far.
0: I, I don't get this comment. I love the Tatum floaters. I think actually that was one of the problems last year as he was driving into too much traffic. You know, uh, but anyway. Um, I love
2: the photo. We've been, we've been begging for we've that. We've been begging,
0: begging for it because that they're leaving that open for him, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes he was Teens trying to get. drop
2: against them. They want to be they there drop. when he goes to the rim.
0: Exactly. That's the point. That's there. Um, and, and, and it makes sense. You got to exploit, you got to take what the defense is giving you. It's kind of learning along the way. We've been talking about him kind of embracing the mid range a little bit more um, <laughs> last year, too, because um, just the way that he was being defended um that
2: but, one i'm not as thrilled about i, I understand all that. i'm
0: saying is the way the way the way his game has developed this year um you know just with with the the craftiness and the finishing around the rim both strong and both with a little bit of the floater i think is the reason why again i, I don't know exactly the exact numbers but his two-point percentage has just been off the charts uh and how he's been in the paint his shooting percentage is just an, an ungodly number right now it's a huge difference from where it was last year
2: yeah I do actually want to see his uh his stats shooting wise from different spots on the floor if I can pull him up quick here um he inside five feet is seventy one yeah, it's a, it's an ins- yeah it's a it's an insane percentage he's seventy one point seven percent on six shots at the rim uh if we're talking mid range i doubt he's even taken a lot of these but uh he is percentage wise 39%. I mean, that's where he's kind of been sitting through throughout his career from the mid range on two looks per game. Yep. Uh corner, corner three, he is 50%, not a ton of those, but above the break, he is 33.6 percent from three. So not a great three point start to the year overall.
0: No, not um, it's neither from him nor Jalen. Jalen was 32% oh yeah. coming into this. Uh coming into uh it's just uh, making money at the year. rim
2: and a ton of free throws. Yeah. yeah, 77% and, in the restricted area. Just crazy. And that's, yeah. that's some transition too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the threes, again, what's so funny
0: is, I mean, not, not funny. Yeah. I mean, you're, you have the best three point shooting team in the league um, and best offense in the league and your two best players, um, you know, overall Tatum's fine. Tatum's not elite three point. He's fine. Brown's numbers are considerably down over where they've been the last few years. Um, Tatum's actually slightly up. <laughs> though after tonight i think it's going to be pretty close but um you know around 36% entering the game so um you know it's 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 not lights out by any means but again those guys those guys are percentages are, are never going to be the same as they're not taking open threes the way grant and hauser and those guys are so many of their shots are contested that percentage is always going to be lower
2: yeah and so Tatum specifically if we i know everyone's talking mvp right now with him that's going to be the tricky thing for him is he does go through shooting slumps, so I don't think he's going to – I don't know, should I make this prediction? I don't think he's going to finish the year over 30, 30 points per game just because he does go through these lulls, um, and that's prevented him from getting there before some of these But the free throws lapses. make up
0: for it. That's the difference this year.
2: Yeah, so it'll be The free, it, the free be throws
0: make it so those – he used to have those bad shooting games, Bobby, but then he'd finish with a lower uh, point total because he took so many shots from the outside and he wasn't getting the line. Now he's averaging nine free throws a game, and he's knocking them down um, you know, at, at a really high clip. So that's just free points he wasn't getting last year, which is why I think that scoring number is going to finish pretty close to 30 this year. It's
2: going to be close, yeah, but where's everybody else – Uh, Like, what does the stat profile look like at the end of the year? He should have pretty great stats, which is going to be good for him. But if he's in a close race with Giannis and Curry, and you know, Curry's going to be tricky because that team stinks. But if some of the other guys who are going to be up there at the end of the year with him for MVP, voters are going to have to really take into account the defense. And his defense has been awesome this year. Like, that gets overlooked a lot with him. Uh, the passing, which if his assist numbers are up, he should get credit for that. They're and not, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so
0: it's, it doesn't matter again. It's early yet. You know, how this is going to go. Uh, I want to talk about the bench uh, and how things went. Cause this is the first time we've seen first time I can remember in a bit seeing a total dud from the bench here. And again, all your rotations change when you uh, are obviously without um, a starter because everybody kind of changes and their roles are a little bit different. But you got Brogdon back, uh, and he's been so key to that unit. It was not terrific. We'll talk about that in a second. First, we want to tell you about uh, one of our sponsors, Athletic Greens. Um, <laughs> by now, if you've watched the show, you know all about Athletic Greens. We all take it here on The Garden Report. Uh, it's a terrific supplement, 75 vitamins and minerals, all in one scoop. Uh, that, uh, you can take and not have to go chase around taking a million different pills and supplements and all of that stuff. Um, it is diet friendly. It is basically sugar free comes down to about three bucks a day. Uh, if you get it. And as we said, you don't have to, uh, you know, go chasing around a bunch of other, uh, you know, uh, vitamins and supplements to do that. Uh, ton of testimonials from athletes, celebrities, uh, healthcare professionals. So, uh, again, time to reclaim, your health and arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. That's all you have to do uh, to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one Your supply of immune supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs <coughs> with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com garden. Again, that is athleticgreens.com garden. Uh, Bobby, take it away. Uh, bench, um, I, this has always been my thing. Not my thing. I can't believe how good the bench has been this year with the efforts that you're getting from guys like, you know, Hauser, Cornette, X, Y, and Z. And I'm always worried like, you know, to to pinch myself to make sure that it's actually real and that it is sustainable Um, because that's a thing we didn't see coming uh, this year. And we talked a lot about it last game. Like, how could these guys be so good when some of them weren't even playable or rosterable last year, not neither Hauser nor Cornette, for example, were good enough to be on a roster uh, last year and they're hugely important uh, players. And then you had one of those games today where they, you know, did not impact the game. It, I mean, Peyton P- Pritchard saved their butts uh, a, a couple of times in the past week. Uh, and again, just not really noticeable. Cornette did not make the most of his minutes in there. Um, you know, he was a quick, he was, a, you know, he was a quick out, and he didn't really get back in there. Um, your thoughts on, you know, kind of their struggles?
2: I think some little things piled up in this one. Broadly came in early and missed some bunnies around the rim, which is becoming a little bit of a thing with him. I'm tracking the rim numbers with him aren't awful, but 55.9% inside isn't great, uh, and then 41.4 non-restricted area in the paint is not good at all so a couple of those misses for him I think piled up he was getting the ball to some guys in some good spots I thought Hauser had some great looks that he missed in this one uh, Grant had an up and down night and you know, he actually played with the starters and this one was smart out but uh, you you look at a few of the guys out there they just missed some shots and things piled up and I don't think they played the best uh, defense in those units the other thing is that the Pelicans have a pretty good bench unit themselves like Nance was great in this one Alvarado uh, it was a leader and plus-minus for them. Uh, Graham came in and made to, uh, made a shot. Uh, Najee Marshall, guy I'm not all that familiar with, played good in this one. And uh, Dyson Daniels gave them some good minutes too. So faced a tough opposing second unit, one that's. It's, a first, it's the first time they've kind of
0: gotten punched in the mouth a little bit, but by another second unit, they've just been rolling over these Some guys. Good
2: pace. Yeah. Cornette doesn't play good against the pace. They went smaller with that Pelican second unit. And Nance is a good small ball, big man. That's a guy I feel like we mentioned coming to Boston forever. Uh, and he's landed there and done a good job. So yeah, they faced a good unit. Brogdon wasn't himself in terms of shot making. Good passing night from him. Other guys missed shots and I think it all piled up.
0: It did. Um, and Brogdon was not anywhere close to the Brogdon we've seen. Uh, and that, that impacts things. And again, it's his first game back and you know, those hamstrings are like, you know, going full go and full bore when you felt it there. I know that sometimes that's in the back of some people's minds. Um, and you know, that stuff can kind of, you know, that the tightness can linger a little bit. So again, you don't know physically how he's doing. Um, he might've been intentionally trying to go at about 80% um, just to kind of make sure that
2: he was good. So what do you think of Hauser's defense in this one? I loved it. That's
0: what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, th- I that was the most impressive thing that that, uh, that, 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 to have to say about the bench unit, they clearly targeted him over and over and over again. He, I thought he was terrific there. Um, try again, keeping guys in front of him, anticipating moves, He's not the quickest guy, obviously, but his anticipation is actually really good. A lot of times he would anticipate, you know, guy's going to spin. He's going to come back to the other side and make the move and step there and be there waiting for them on a few drives there. I thought he was, again, I keep using the word competitive to talk about Hauser on defense. I thought he was super competitive on defense.
2: Yeah, I think Alvarado was going at him a ton. Alvarado, I thought he was, pretty-
0: I, I was really impressed by, I continue to be impressed by, by it.
2: Yeah, especially when a team's making that big of an effort to go at him. Like, if you put a guy in some actions, that can end up leading a guy off the floor. And I think the good thing about him is that you have Cornette out there at the rim. So usually, like, if you're a bad defensive big man, like, you know, NS here, he'd always get put in actions and there'd just be nothing at the rim. Uh, and you know, here you have Koinet at the rim helping out. Hauser's gets good size himself, so he can, if he does stay in front of guys, he can use that length and his height to uh, contest shots. And that's what he did a pretty good job with, especially inside. Like that was another thing I heard beginning of this season is that, like, if he's at the paint area, he can contest some guys in there and prevent them from hitting some shots in the paint over him. It was all about positioning. And staying in front and not opening up those hips and a lot of times like he's doing a good job at least sticking with guys um and you know he'll get hit there I think like in terms of how much focus there is on exploiting him I don't think his defensive numbers are going to look great throughout the flow of the year but if you're taking teams out of their offense that can be useful if they're missing those shots because like if you're getting out of sight of your offense you need to really be hitting those because then you're just going to end up out of out of sync and that's what happened to the pelicans in this one i thought alvarado had an awful offensive game um yeah. you know some other guys who tried to go at him didn't have a ton of luck and that was your result but overall not the best night for the bench unit that was just one thing that stuck out to me that was pretty impressive here how is it just a minus two cornet was minus 10 pritchard minus 10
0: yeah and that this is the bummer and this is kind of like. You you know, this is the trickle down of getting guys back. You get Brogdon back. <laughs> Pritchard, Pritchard's minutes are reduced, which again, they shouldn't necessarily have been because Smart had played before and you had Smart and White. So it was actually strange that Pritchard went down to five minutes only. You were getting such good mojo out of him and you only played him five minutes tonight. I was a little surprised there.
2: Yeah, especially
0: you more. got a guy like Alvarado on the other side, where size-wise, you know that that you know you would imagine you could match minutes there and not really worry about what you're giving up defensively.
2: Yeah, I don't. We'll have to ask Joe Sway see what happened there uh, in terms of Joe's decision. But they want to play a little tighter in this one. It felt like uh, more Brogdon minutes levels that out to some degree because they were missing both the game before, right? So four small. I I don't I don't know I guess maybe some matchup stuff or I I, I don't know why they would have gotten away from him like that in this one because he has played great there's no doubt about that um yeah, maybe, maybe it had something to do with White rolling. He wanted to get a little bit more White. But, yeah, I, I don't have a good answer for that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and again, you could see it, actually. When White left the game in the fourth quarter, it was like, get him back in quick. You needed to yeah. settle it, to his credit. Um, and he totally did, uh, which uh, really made a difference. It's amazing. White only had one assist, but he seemed to be so – he seemed to be doing so many good things with the ball uh, um, in his hands all game long. And, again, it was just it, – it, the, the – Going back to White, the thing that impressed me, the three point shot is the most obvious thing. Uh, but that's just simply a the thing you did last year is going in now. You know, the stuff he's doing that's totally different is just the way that he's attacking and the way that he's getting to the basket. Before I felt like last season I felt like the only thing he could do trying to get to the basket was foul hunt. Um, or he'd stop short and try to, you know, um, you know, maybe shoot a little floater flat footed. Um he wasn't getting all the way to the cup consistently at all. And it felt like he didn't have any confidence in doing that. Now he's going in there. He's finishing strong. We sat a few dunks this year, switching to the left hand, um, really finding his spot and like getting all the way to the cup. And it's something he wasn't doing at all last year. That's something I, that he was advertised as being able to do better. And we'd seen him, you know, some of the games he'd played with San Antonio and some of the clips, he was able to score uh, in more ways than he did for the Celtics last year. So, I mean, this, that's as impressive to me as a three point shot going down.
2: Yeah. The up and under, and this one was one of the biggest shots of the game. I think that was when it was within single digits and there were a couple of misses before it. So that was huge. And overall, he's had a strange year inside like this. I think his transition numbers probably stink because he's had a few like bunnies that he's blown in transition right at point blank range that have been weird, but in the half court, he has done a good job getting downhill. He's a super willing screener, so that frees him up too, whether it's popping out to three or getting inside on those, rolling. uh, He can make some secondary passes out of those spots. I really love how he's reshaped his game because I thought that was one of the biggest issues he had last year is he was the center of the world in San Antonio for all those years with the ball in his hands. I still love when the Celtics are able to get the ball in his hands more. He looks great when he has extra ball time. Off ball, Like he's not the best catch-and-shoot guy in the world, and – he like he, he just he's setting a million screens he's trying to figure out where he can fit in out there when he doesn't have the ball in his hands so I think it's still to some degree as much as they talk about confidence and getting adjusted to the city like I think it was getting adjusted to this offense where there's so many ball handlers too because I just don't think that was the case as much in San Antonio even though he was next to Murray uh, so there was some degree of that there but not as much as there was here um, I love what he's doing overall I love him as a player. I still love that they went out and were aggressive as they did in acquiring him. I guess my only question is, is like, what's his role ultimately going to be on this team? Because when everybody's healthy, is he a starter? Like, It's him, Grant, or Rob. It's one of those three. And I hope it can be him. Because I just love him with the starting unit, with how active he is, how good he's shooting, how much space he has to operate when he's playing next to Tatum and Brown. I mean, it's not like he'll have the ball in the second unit because of Brogdon. Uh, so... I love him with the starters and his shooting percentages were not great with that second unit.
0: No, no, it's weird. It's like and that's the thing is like when you get everybody and when Rob comes back, it actually wouldn't be stunning if there are some growing pains here. Um in terms of For what sure. you're gonna what you're gonna do and how you're gonna do it. Like as much as like, we're—I mean, you know me more than anyone. Uh, dying to see Rob come back. Dying to see, you know, uh, you know, hopefully the version of Rob that you know you saw pre-injury last year, uh and just what he's able to do and how dynamic he can be. I mean, we know what a—you might razor. end up,
2: you might end up back in a situation, John, where you're like, why isn't Rob playing more? <laughs> might be but, back to 2021. <laughs>
0: But part of me is nervous, right? Um, Because it's like, offensively, they have such a good thing going. And so much of it is based on the fact that they can play with space that they really are. And Brogdon said it at shoot around today. Uh, Josue was there and the clips are on CLNS media if you want to check it out. It's like, really the first positionless team I've ever played on. Like, it really doesn't matter. We're just out there and everyone's doing the same thing. You know, and Rob's not that guy. I mean, obviously, Cornette's not one of those either. But like, rob isn't rob has a very particular set of skills and he's going to do one thing but he is someone who defenses can shy off of because he's never going to shoot uh and you know that free throw shooter yeah he's not terrible but again he's just he's not a guy who's going to look for his offense he's going to be there for lobs and that's about it but it is going to mess with their space a little bit when he's out there Yeah, he
2: just stands around the pain area if he's not just stands around
0: Pardon me. And if you go double big, that's going to change the dynamic offensively a lot. Because right now you've got either Grant or Derek White in the starting lineup. Grant comes into tonight shooting 50 percent. Derek White, we saw what he did offensively. They're just different in terms of what they're able to do for that team. So, again, you're going to have a trade off where there'll be times where that. And again, what's funny is the offense was. Better with Rob last year, but it was a different style of offense. I'm curious how Rob fits with what they're doing right now, and whether yeah, or not high
2: pick and roll they're not that team anymore
0: they're not that team anymore It's a totally different thing now you got to integrate what he does into it, and again, we've seen it as you mentioned, Bobby. Certain guys when they play with the starters or when they play with the bench, they play differently. Grant not as effective with the starters. he's been much better with that second unit. Derek White's been better with the first unit, but overall individually, but overall. The team has been better with Grant's been in the starting lineup and the overall defense has improved. So Joe's still got a lot of mixing and matching to do. It'd be so interesting if Galinari was around too, like how would he make it all fit? Oh, there'd um, be no
2: Hauser. Yeah. There'd be, be no Hauser. You'd have,
0: you'd have a lot of, you'd have a lot less Hauser. Um, so I, I, I am curious. I imagine him.
2: And I said this last show, he's going to have to be Luke. And yeah, uh, like listen, if there's another Luke. I'll be as excited as anyone. But like you look at the way Luke plays, I think it's very intentional. Like I think that started in Maine. I think that played toward how they wanted to play as an offense. Uh, ideally, last year we're going through those growing pains. Ton of handoffs, ton of short roll passing, uh, playing in the high post, screening, and that's a tough one for Rob. Luke's a great screener. Rob is not a good screener at all. He's not. And within this offense, like you really are gonna have to screen. So I almost imagine like is he's not he's the a off
0: game, ball screens have been such a huge part of this offense. Is where
2: Rob's not great at, you know, he's not a great he, screener. He's a game changer defensively, and you're gonna have to take as much advantage of that as you can. But it's gonna I I think like not only for health reasons, but for scheme and lineup reasons, it's gonna be a more limited role Rob this year, I think. Like his minutes are gonna go down. I think he goes to the bench and like he has to adjust his game a little bit. And like, listen, I've, I've talked to his camp a lot over the years. They know he needs to take steps offensively. Like this isn't Dwight asking for the ball. Like, you know, they know that he's going to have to expand his game. Maybe Joe will help him empower him to shoot more of those mid Rangers and some other stuff that we've talked about. But right now I think like, he's just got to be Luke, like take advantage of those 15, 20 minutes, uh, Luke, get better you're better at screening. No, it's to like, be Luke. Rob's got to be Luke. Rob's going to be a lot more than Luke, Bobby. No, he's got to approach the game offensively like Luke. I
0: I think the problem with – not the problem. He's going to do the same things Rob Williams did, but the team when Rob is out there is going to have to play in a way that utilizes – look, last year for entire stretches they didn't do things that utilized Rob's strengths. He often gets very forgotten on offense. I can see him very easily getting lost in this offense as well. But there's just a trade-off with what you have there because of what he brings there defensively and then rebounding and in the offensive glass. It's just going to make a difference. So when he's out there, it's going to be a different dynamic. You just wonder, uh, you know, just – How it's going to look, which units he's best with. Is it better if he's rolling with that second unit? It's just how you're going to mix and match it there. Do you drop Horford to the second unit and just go with Rob? How's that going to, if, you know, if defense is what you're really concerned with, how's that going to look? Would you go Rob and Grant in the starting lineup? So you've still got plenty of shooting out there. A lot of choices to make. It really is interesting. But as you said, you've talked to Rob's camp. They want him to evolve. They want him to be more. It's really hard to do when you're missing entire off seasons because you're yeah. rehabbing from injuries. That
2: was the real kill. Like, listen, and that's a real killer. We didn't care that he was going to miss a couple of months. He missed <coughs> the Julie. summer. Oh, And that's a killer when you want to see everybody got better on this team for the most part, this, coming into this year, it felt like, and Rob, he's, he's kind of starting from square one. Once he gets back out there conditioning, like we saw how he started last year. You didn't love it, John. So These are the things I'm expecting, not to mention the team he's walking into plays an entirely different style. And that's why, like, listen, everyone's freaking out about my loop comment. It's just about approach. There's not going to be as much high pick and roll. There's not going to be as much him diving to the rim off of Tatum because Tatum's screening himself and he's in the lane making passes from the post and things that Rob would do before. So, like, where does Rob fit in offensively? That's going to be very important because this... This team's identity has changed, John. Like they're off completely. Off-sides, it's a different offense. team. Rob,
0: Rob's coming back, and he's like, "Hey guys, what you know? What what are we doing here? Like, yeah. oh yeah, you, you didn't get the memo. Like we do this now, you know? I'm we, super we, interested
2: to see how it's we, gonna go. We whip the again, ball around
0: the perimeter. We set a lot of off-ball screens, and we shoot 45 threes a game. You know, that's just what we yeah, do. Yeah, how does
2: Rob fit into that? Like he's, he really watched the. I know he sets a lot of screens. He doesn't set them well. He doesn't connect. He's always slipping. Because it's really his only offensive move. Uh, Luke Luke sets great screens. Like watch that next game; they're they're phenomenal. Grant has set better screens this year. There's been an effort and across the
0: boards. I agree. It's a good problem to have. No one's saying like maybe they yeah shouldn't you can set Al
2: for a game and start Rob. It's no great one's to saying have him. maybe yeah. they
0: shouldn't play Rob when he returns. What we're saying is a lot has changed since Rob uh, last played here, and the identity of the team has changed. Last year, when the identity was defense missing Rob was huge this year. Of course, he's going to make a big impact defensively. But this team's bread and butter is the, is the offense and the style of offense that they're playing, which definitely changes when Rob comes in, you know?
2: Yeah, like the chat's not really uh, loving my comment there, but I'll stand by it. Like- I just think you
0: have to stop saying Rob and Luke in the same – Sentences as if as if, as if there's i'm not intercha- talking
2: about defense as rob if, is a million miles i'm just above saying it. as if
0: anything about them is interchangeable it's not
2: right Listen, now on defense luke jumps in the paint to try to stop the Luke shot right now is away. a band-aid and it's, and it's rob flies out to the perimeter i'm okay. talking offense i'm talking offense like, okay that's again
0: where, th- there's just not really you're not really comparing these guys um i'm but, just
2: talking about the approach no, Rob's going to be a game changer defensively. You're going to have to find the spots to stick him in. And, and we have to have remember to he's an outstanding offensive passer. Offensive. offensive rebounding, too. He's Offensive at.
0: rebounding, and he's a great passer. It's just the space right now. The space. I, is and now,
2: listen, I'm not, I'm not saying he can't make the adjustments offensively to do these things because he can. He has a huge body. He'll get better at screening. The yeah. passing, like you said, short rolls. He'll be great at those once he gets in that rhythm. And I'm sure they'll integrate some more high, like Brogdon, Come on, he knows what he's doing out there. He'll be running high pick and roll all day. That's
0: why Rob. I like him in that second unit with Brogdon. I think that I think Rob's going to come in and get five dunks, you know, right off, right, you know, right off. Yeah, the I'm bat just there. I'm
2: just anticipating the adjustment. And when it comes to the starters, I think you want to leave White out there with those guys, and that'll change on certain nights. I'm sure if you're facing a double big team, you could go back to Horford and Rob to start. But with what White's doing this year in that position. I want him out there. Grant, uh, we both in agreement? He's probably better off with the bench. It's tough because the, the defense has been better with him out there with the starters, but if everybody's available and you can only pick one of Grant, White, and Rob... I don't know. Maybe it is Grant. It's Grant or White, I think. I, I, I think Rob's going to the bench. It's
0: interesting. Rob will start on the bench, I'm fairly certain, because they're going to be easing him in. I think there'll be minutes restrictions and all that stuff as he plays his way into shape. He's had no benefit of training camp. He hasn't done real basketball activity since obviously playing in the finals where he was basically playing on one leg and had to really rest himself in between games. And, you know... He's going to be rusty and he's not going to be anywhere near game shape. He's definitely coming off the bench to start. Um, But, you know, what they do after and the type of lineup they play and how that's going to impact things, it'll be interesting. It's just interesting that Joe, it's just something Joe's got to integrate. Uh, We're going to go a little bit longer. We wanted to let you guys know a couple of programming notes. Our Discord server has really been tuned up the last little bit. I know there's a lot of people freaking out about, like, what's going to happen to Twitter. We don't know what's going to happen to Twitter. We do know you can find us a lot of different places, obviously. Um, You've joined us here on these post-game shows, uh, and it's great because we get the community here. You get to chat. We get to hang out with each other. We get to see and hear your thoughts. Uh, We still might do engagement sort of, uh, you know, things that we've done in the past. Again, if there's no Twitter, we might do uh, (laughs) – we might go back to Green Room or Locker Room or whatever it's called. Um, So we get to talk with you guys as well. But we do have a very active chat uh, with our Discord server right now so if you haven't signed up already go ahead clnsmedia.com discord you can go there conversation's been going all day long i actually checked it was an extremely busy day on there <laughs> People were really active before the game, uh, during the game, and then after the game as well with a really good chat, uh, a fun place to kind of hang out, a very good community. um, Everyone's respectful of one another. So if you just want to just talk with other like-minded people about the Celtics, check out our Discord server. It really is um, a a fun place to be and a fun place to hang out um, and and chat basketball. I want to tell you again about one of our sponsors, Calm. Uh, By now you know about Calm. Number one mental wellness app. Again, we all in the Garden Report use it. If you go to com slash garden, you'll receive 40% off a premium subscription, which is amazing because that's going to give you access to all of, um, you know, calm's uh, extensive library, which gets updated daily. And we're talking about um, curated music tracks. We're talking about um,
2: guided a meditations. Staff. Yeah, you got it's- great staff over there taking care of this one.
0: It, it they they know yeah they someone didn't come in and fire a bunch of people on this on this app okay uh it is well managed it's constantly updated uh and as we said uh it's a great way to kind of relax your body uplift your mind get a good night's sleep uh recharge like we said with those sleep stories for children and adults you've got uh you know all of the nature stuff the nature sounds um curated music tracks all of all that good stuff so again com.com slash garden 40% off unlimited access to the entire library, which as we said, continues to be updated, uh, weekly with new materials. So, uh, you can always find something that's going to work for you there. Um, Bobby talking more a little bit about where were we, we were talking about Rob, uh, anything you want to put a bow on this game with, and again, rehashing the game. Uh, it was a weird one because the Celtics really came out
2: early Put the wood to them, hit just all the threes. An unbelievable shooting, sorry. Kind
0: kind of coasted. Uh it was fine. Not Tatum's best game. Sloppy Brown game. Heroic Derek White game. Bench didn't play great. Brogdon didn't play great in his return. None of that mattered. They're still that good right now. Uh it's the best team in basketball. Milwaukee lost tonight. Um Celtics just kind of patting their stats here and patting their lead. Um uh and this is was it? Nine straight wins. Uh it's just nine unreal.
2: Wins. Yeah, and you know this team's gonna Thir- I, thirteen
0: and three, nine straight wins, number one point differential in the East, um, surpassing the Cavs now. Um, John, they're gonna John, they're gonna
2: win a million games this year. It's gonna be crazy. They like,
0: almost can't lose. That's the thing. Is like th- so many things can go not their way, and they can have
2: you know. And think not- about how many people probably picked the under with their number because they had a pretty high over under number. People How many fra- teams
0: cruise when your best player doesn't play well? You know, like cruise. Not not yeah. many, you know. Uh, let's bring in Josue Pavone. He's in New Orleans. He's hanging out. Um, Josue,
1: tell us something good.
0: You were you were just in the locker room. You were talking to those guys. What's going on?
1: Yeah, man. And look, a lot of this, it's just a, a lot of the talk came from Joe Missoula Just about the poise, the identity of this team, how they continue to find ways to win. And even when things are down, when, when things aren't going well, the guys find ways to step up. I mean, look, Derek White is the case tonight. You know, other nights it's, you know, Payne Pritchard coming off the bench. So uh, just the identity of this team continuing to fight through adversity and, and, and poise. And, you know, even Jalen Brown talked a lot about that as well, leading on other guys and guys stepping up when uh, when, when when the team really needs it, you know.
2: Why a why little less Pritchard tonight, Joe Only four minutes for him. What's that? Why a little less Pritchard in this one? We were wondering that. That's one we didn't have a good answer. Well,
1: for. I mean, with Derek White going off, I, I understand why you didn't see a whole lot of Pritchard, especially Malcolm Brogdon getting into the fold. He, he really got things going offensively in the sense of just being the distributor that he's been all year long. you know. But I, I'm, I wasn't too surprised by it, honestly. I, I just think that Derek White just had that kind of game where you want to keep him going. What else you got? Who else talked tonight? So it was, uh, what's up, Mark? What's going on, Mark? What'd you think of Mark Spears? <laughs> or you're you just going to put that heavy head on me without saying that? <laughs> I, like I miss Mark Spears. He used to be a regular. <laughs> what, did, what, did you say, what did you say to Joe Missoula? To Joe Missoula. Uh, there they go. Josue froze just as Mark is me got these? Clothes. I love Boston. <laughs> we, we miss <laughs> you. I, want, I need to get back to Newberry Street. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Solera and Wallstown for the spot. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the move next time we go out there. Next time you're back yeah. in Boston, let me.
0: Uh, oh. We lost Josue. Mark Spears, uh, who everybody knows or should know. Is Josue back? Uh, I it guess so a- it's
2: funky. It's 1G right now.
0: Yeah, he's got the 1G going right now. Uh, everybody knows who Mark Spears is, but obviously some people might forget <laughs> that he, uh, w- he was here covering the beat what years was Globe. that?
2: I don't. Yeah, that was a little before my time. I think. Yeah, he was great. Uh, you
0: know, we had him on a tie. He was a huge. He was such a regular contributor uh, of ours when we were over at NBC. We had Spears on all the time. Uh, he's just so interesting. What years was
2: he on the beat? I'm
0: trying to remember what that was. Um, was that 08? I think he was here in 08. Yeah, or left just before it. Mark Spears, terrific, uh, terrific reporter, terrific basketball reporter. Uh, Joe Sway's trying to jump back on here.
2: <laughs> He's got. What happened to the he Ethernet, got, Joe Suway? They disconnected me, Bobby. You freaking nailed it. They, uh, yeah, they, just,
1: they just
0: when, did Spears, when did I'm Spears?
1: When did Spears? When did Spears leave Boston? Oh nine,
0: Gary. Oh nine, it was right back. after yeah. the. And, and then and Gary, it, yeah. Gary came in. Gary was out in L.A.
1: Right. Hey. What, sure. a, what a well, Seattle the baton that is Seattle he was, yeah. he was in Seattle yeah. Seattle. yeah I mean look like I was saying before you know he came over um, you know, uh, the, the players talked about a lot of the same things but I, I, uh, speaking of uh,
2: New Orleans what you guys can't hear me now oh damn it
1: keep going we'll see what happens. well, I'll try to make this quick um, yeah, the, the the timeout thing Missoula he's like look I, I like to see these guys face through adversity go through it. And come out the other side. And uh, sometimes it's not always going to work. But right now, nine-game winning streak is working in their favor.
2: They had four timeouts left midway through the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. And yeah. they really leave them out yeah. there. And sometimes they, don't, they didn't challenge a play tonight, right? So they're not using them on right. challenges either.
1: And and I liked how uh, the, the, the follow-up for Derek White, well, not the follow-up, but I guess the question for Derek, and he's like, man, you came from San Antonio. Uh oh, man, that was All gonna be something up. good too.
2: It's quite the contrast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Joe you can't win. They won't let Joe Sway win.
0: <laughs> it was it's like a comedy show. The entire meat of the story was gone and he came back just at the end to be like, if that was really something. They're like, oh. he, he he was around to put the bow on it. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, I will say that um, one of the great comments, under the radar comments uh, from one of our um, regular viewers and uh, listeners and followers, Ned, today, uh, when uh, Josue reported that Brogdon would be in uh, the game, and he goes, I guess you have to call that Brogdon Wi Fi, right?
2: <laughs> I've I seen like that it. joke going around, yeah. I, I like Brogdon
0: Wi Fi. Let's try it again. Josue, fifth time is the charm for sure.
1: Brogdon Wi-Fi, third time. Brogdon Wi-Fi, I like that. Brogdon Wi-Fi. Breaking the, there. breaking the Brogdon news today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just said it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm clear to go. He I'm good, man. So, I'm yeah. good to go. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Some guys I are scared that. to say that.
1: Well, it's good. I mean, honestly, best
0: case scenario, four games or whatever you missed, that's pretty good. Um, Jimmy's you know. not
2: here to do the victory lap. <laughs> yeah he called it right back on the floor
1: must be the weekend
2: yeah i
0: know jimmy like i said contractually can't do it. we got we all got the weekend off so that's pretty good news
2: uh, bobby great. i got
1: you i got you this man it
2: oh all it. right so here we go let's let's you know we've oh, you got one what the heck was that i see everybody in the crowd wearing one it's not a pelican <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. embarrassing
0: that's embarrassing
2: it's a put pelican. it put it on Joe Sway. This grown is grown not... ass a grown ass adults. So, so I oh my god! I, I just want to see no, it. It's, 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 it's not a pelican.
0: Career suicide, Joe Sway. Don't do it. It's all anyone will remember of you. Don't do it. Yeah, good uh, looks, John. You're right. Can don't I at least see it?
2: it? Put it you know, bring it up because this is not a pelican. I'm th- I'm th- I'm seeing chicken rooster. That's rooster, right?
0: Bobby, it's obviously a Pelican. They're Pelicans. It's just not it's a not good a Pelican. It's Would not a have, good Pelican. Should we bring up
2: an image? Yeah, it's a terrible Pelican.
0: It's just a bad Pelican.
2: Oh, man. They can't get anything right. And Zion's out again. Great. Oh, man. I, the Zion thing worries me. That was your guy. You were you were excited about him and Ingram down there. Jason Tatum says it's a He rooster. was all smiles
1: after the game, too. He was, he was dapping people up and everything saying bye to everyone.
2: Yeah, he's usually in a good mood. I don't think he's – What is it a foot? That doesn't sound great. It's the same foot. Oh, no. Uh, But they're calling it like – And he wasn't playing great when he was playing. Bad defense. It's one of those fake injuries where they call it like a a bruise,
0: and it's like, uh, so hopefully it's not a big deal.
2: Again, I have to start to, I, I, he's extended, so that's good. But they got to start taking some steps soon as a team. They're not off to a great start. And their team's not super impressive. You look at them. I like Valanchunas, but you get into the depth here. Alvarado's great, but he plays a ton for them. Najee Marshall, again, not super familiar with that guy. Some of the depth pieces coming up for them. Um, and then, you know, Trey Murphy I love, but he gets hurt in this one. Um, Herb Jones, love him. CJ, love him. Nance coming around. But once you get past those guys, gets a little shaky there. You got a Herman Gomez, DNP, the other Herman oh, Gomez. Oh, wait,
0: Herman's on that team?
2: The other one, Willie. Willie, Willie. Guillermo.
0: Guillermo. Guillermo, Herman Gomez. Uh, Josue, other final thoughts on this game? And I'll let you kind of get off and uh, do your uh, do the rest of your, your stuff there.
1: Um, Just – I guess seeing how how Tatum's going to bounce back, I think this is a great great test for him in Chicago. We saw what happened last time. What do you think week.
2: of his game? Uh, I thought it
1: was him trying to do everything else, but you know, get out of that group. I, I thought he picked his shot selection was good. You know, I, I I think that that's a part of his game that is still improves. It's I'm still, you know, something that carried over from last year, but at the same time, he's he's gonna you know he's gonna get out of the slump, right? Like you know it's gonna happen soon. And I thought this would be the night. So I'm thinking Chicago is going to be going to be the case. And we'll see if Jalen can clean up those turnovers, which um, Joe Mazzullo talked about. and He thinks it's a spacing thing. He doesn't think it's Jalen uh, individually. He thinks it's more of a team effort that's going to uh, help him get, see, see that through. Look, there's no question when it when there's a crowd,
0: it's worse. But some of those he just puked them out of his hands, you know, like so some yeah. of it is just sloppy. But you're right. It's you create, you get later in the clock. You want Jalen to try to do something. The, The space isn't great. He's driving into traffic. There's a lot of bodies there. That's where they got into trouble last year, too, is trying to kind of force the issue without proper spacing. So, again, that, you know. Just moving the ball around, off-ball movement, catching it somewhere else—you know, not letting the defense set on you. This is that—that's that, what they ran into last year. Just dribble, 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 and the entire defense is just kind of sitting there watching, waiting. Um, you know that it's easy for the help to come over uh, and and clog things up a little bit more. And that's what happened to them tonight. It was just some of it just looked careless too. Um, a lot of their turnovers tonight just seemed to be focus. Um, you know. Uh,
2: they where, haven't had much trouble with it until the night. Not
0: at all because the, they've they've been passing so much. That's the point. They, yeah. they, pa- they pass more, turn it over less. Um the the when, when they get back into the kind of dribbling habits, that's what that's that's where they get into trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. But again, second doing? unit, anything on Pelican anything Pelican on second unit came to play though. You got to give them credit for sure.
0: That's anything what we on, said earlier. It's the first time we watched the, uh, the the Celtics
1: second unit get punked a little bit. Yeah.
2: Anything on sure. anything on Smart Josue? How he's how's he doing?
1: Um, he's doing well. It's just more of a you know the the, the swelling is what's concerned is why the team is concerned. Wait,
2: so. did he hurt it again? Is
1: a it, it's the same the thing he's been it's the same thing he's been dealing with all year long. Um the swelling is what's getting everyone concerned about it. He sort of kept it to himself, and the, now the trainers are on to him. So um, it's just about the swelling. They're just not comfortable with where he is right now. So hopefully um, these days off help going into Chicago.
2: Yeah, we had talked about that, John, because he wasn't great to start the year. Physically, I don't think he's in the best spot. Like, he talked yeah. about that ankle when we interviewed him uh, at his thing, and uh, the quad got injured again, or the oblique, whatever you call it, in Montreal. So... Uh, he's banged up early, which isn't great.
0: That's not great. You know, what's funny, Bobby, you talked to Marcus in the off season. I forget what it was, one of his camps or something his like
2: store, that. He, he opened a store, yeah. He opened a store.
0: And he brought that up, and it kind of flew under the radar. Um, and again, I, I know you were the only media there, but it was like just rehashing that story – um, he did talk about the ankle almost unsolicited, right? You were just kind of throwing him a regular question about, like, how's the offseason been? And he yeah. just volunteered it. So, like, it's definitely something that
2: he's aware of, you know, and was working through. But it was, was fact- that bad one from the East Fire. Remember, he was flying through the air and it just – The one where, on like, how is he going to
0: come back from that? It, it looked horrible and he and played, played through, through it. And
2: played through it, yeah. You know,
0: he missed a little time, but, I mean, unreal. So – yeah, I mean he's played. Yeah. that that's still not right for him, um, and it wasn't right to start the season. And it's a little bit, definitely a little bit concerning that he uh, that he's missed two games in a row with it.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I just think his his pain threshold is just it's higher than most. You know what he what he yeah. can, what he can take and, and still play, and still get on the floor.
2: Too bad he had just hit his stride, right? He was rolling no. for, for unbelievable five games. That's back. what I mean, is that you wouldn't That's have noticed. I,
0: I thought he was just kind of slow. The ankle might have slowed him. He wasn't up to, you know, he didn't have his conditioning where he wanted it to be to start the year, and he just wasn't his, you know, his regular self. Um, you know, he was, you know, shot selection was a little bit off, and defensively he just wasn't. Last seven, eight, nine games, he's been unbelievable.
2: Then you got Tatum's wrist in there, too. It's just a couple of things lurking early in this season that you're like, all right, let's keep an eye on that. It's, it's a little early for all these bumps and bruises.
0: Yeah. When, 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 when you get it heading into the playoffs, you get it because everyone's got a little bit of something, you know, nobody's nobody's hundred percent when you get, you know, to the end of the season, but you don't love seeing it early. So again, look, the, the upshot to having stuff happen early is who cares if you rested Marcus smart for three weeks right now, nobody, yeah. right. Doesn't no. matter. Nothing matters right now. You're again, your eyes are on a much bigger prize. If Marcus Smart needs to, like, I actually don't want him to gut it out and I don't want him to play like if he
2: feels pretty good. Like, they've won a, without Brown, Smart, get it under control. Brogdon. Yeah, get it under yeah. control and come back won when you're with, ready. They've won without Smart, Brown, Brogdon, and Horford. It's pretty amazing. It, like, it, you know, can you win without Tatum if you want to really squeeze in a rest night for him? We'll see, so, but just do it if you need to
0: start doing it doesn't matter and again i i like the to me i like the it's like in fantasy football i like it when all my good players have a buy in the same week i'm just going to give up on that week and take the l i i like that rather than give jalen one game tatum one game smart one game just decide on one back to back that you're going to sit you're going to just let everybody stay stay home build in some load management games for these guys let them let them you know, I don't want to see Tatum look tired um, or overworked or just fine. Miss a game or two, it's fine. It's fine. So
2: do it. That was New Orleans, Sway?
1: <laughs> it's not bad, Bob. It's not bad. It's a little chilly, but you know. Did you go out? It happens. I didn't. I didn't. No, no you got in this morning. Oh, yeah. oh, you got in this morning. No, you got in uh, yesterday, no, didn't you? I got in yesterday. Yeah, I got in yesterday. Bullshit! Oh, you, you didn't posted- go out. Like, it's different you know, i Bobby did the Celtics Bobby here when did the Celtics show, get in yeah. Celtics got in yesterday too right yeah yeah and they're leaving tonight which was a, a team decision I, I I'm hearing it was a, a voting process and everyone leave tonight? tonight yeah rather than uh rather than give it a go yeah spending the off day in uh in,
0: in city so. fair enough um yeah. all right we're gonna wrap i think um you know any closing thoughts guys mm-hmm.
2: Um, no, I think we hit it all.
1: No, this team, this team better, uh, clean it up for this matchup against the Bulls, man. I I think this is uh, going to be a good one. This one might come down to the wire, so.
2: Bulls have played the tough
1: twice. Yeah, they have. I mean, they did, and and I don't think that's going to change this time around. I think they're looking forward to this. Uh, they want to cut this winning streak. You know, everyone's on, uh, the Celtics are on everyone's radar right now, so. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. I just, I'm looking for Tatum and Brown to do one
2: of their classic, uh, one of their classic, you know, John.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Chicago's. Chicago's been in a bad way recently too. So they, they, they you know, I, I'm seeing talk in Chicago of them possibly thinking about blowing it up and get, entering the Wemby stakes, which is crazy to think um, that that's where they would be. But you know, they're pretty frustrated with how that team is looking right now. Obviously, Lonzo not being uh, there, Vucevic never kind of turned into what they wanted him to be when they got him. Um, things don't
2: look great there. No, they, that was that nightmare night though, that they were in Chicago and you don't want anything that looks like that was by far the worst night the Celtics have played this season when they blew yep. that big early. It was a, it was a night similar to this one. Imagine if yeah, they hit those 10 that's threes what I'm, tonight yeah, that's what I got and to, then the yeah. Pelicans just sort of passed them and just kept yeah, on rolling. That yeah. was an awful game.
0: They lost to the magic at home tonight. Um, so, uh, you know, they're definitely hurting right now. Uh, Celtics don't have ball. balls. Oh my God, Zach Lev- Zach Levine. You you want to know his line tonight?
1: <laughs> oh, one, two for 20, 11.
0: 25, 25 minutes, one for fourteen, over five course. from three for four points total.
2: Something's up with his knees.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah, if I that that will be interesting, John. That's like a. And that's
0: a team with a rough bench too. You're talking about minutes for Javante and Dragic and Drummond. You know, like there. But those, are, yeah,
2: know. those are guys, pieces other teams could potentially need there. And then Demar, like he's a big contract that could move and help a contender, maybe. Yeah. That is interesting. And Vucevic entering free agency, so yeah, they are in a spot right now where they're, in, like, a,
0: they're in a here? they're in a decide what you're going to do sort of situation. Well, Alonso,
2: who knows when he's ever going to play again.
0: The, the way they're headed, they're in, a, they're in rough, rough shape right now. So who knows what's going to happen there. But we're, that's on Monday, so that's pretty good. We are back. Um, um, you know, we're back on Monday, but we're taking the you weekend off. got Pats off. on Sunday? We got Pats on Sunday, so make sure you check out the post-game show here, of course. Um, you know, uh, we want to give you one more reminder if you want to continue the chat. I may pop in there. I was in there earlier. People are nicer to me there than they are in the comments here. I'm just going to say it, okay? <laughs> um, CLNSmedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> CLS Media, you know.
2: The chat did not like us tonight. We were no.
0: Dipping. It's my fault.
2: It's my fault. It's fine. <laughs> really? it's, it's it's it's
0: usually my fault. Uh, CLS Media slash Discord. Head over there. Always a good chat going on. A uh, bunch of Celtics fans in there. I know a lot of you guys are in there. Um, you know, uh, you know, talking about the game and other things. So, uh, so yeah. Jump in there if you're uh, if you're interested uh, in hanging out. Um, but, again, last thing we want to tell you, of course, our sponsors. Can't forget about those guys. Uh, we'll start with Calm. Uh, number one mental wellness app. Go to calm.com. Slash garden. Receive 40% off a premium subscription. Get your Get your mind right. Get your body right. Get yourself a good night's sleep. And, of course, athleticgreens.com, uh, your one-stop shopping destination for uh, all of your health needs, 75 vitamins and minerals packed into one scoop. Drop it in a cup of water. You're good to go. Athleticgreens.com, free one-year supply uh, and uh, of, of vitamin D and five free travel packs and a phenomenal T-shirt. Forgot to mention that last time. They have been made. The first shipments are going out. I'm so sorry to those of you who've waited, but you're going to get your T-shirts finally. I've got all of you guys who DM'd me. I got your sizes. I got the right addresses. The shirts are going out soon. So, again, thank you for being patient there. Celtics beat the Pelicans. Ninth straight win, uh, 117-109. Phenomenal, phenomenal stretch for this team right now.
2: Yep, it's been fun. Yeah. Breezy games, great offense, good pace. It's, it's enjoyable every night now.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch.
1: Um, so yeah. What um, about
2: you, Joe Sway? you sticking around a couple of days or are you off to Chicago?
1: I'm off to Chicago tomorrow. So All not right. in the morning, not till later on. So maybe I'll get a little nice morning in here. All right. Mornings, We're back Monday. Afternoon.
0: I think we'll have the full, um, I think we'll have the full squad back on Monday. Uh, for that one, but Joe Sway will be out in Chicago. The rest of us will be, um, you know, doing the show the way we always do so we'll be back on monday as we said head over to discord if you're not there already if you want to chat with us uh i'll pop in maybe bobby pops in and we'll uh we'll get your thoughts on tonight and anything else um was off everyone deserves an off day here and there so uh we'll do that but yeah we'll we'll jump back monday and we'll talk uh we'll talk celtic bowls with you guys um
2: (laughs) they they thought Sherrod overslept remember the other night
0: Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, for, for those of you, and again, we mentioned the Twitter thing. We don't know what's happening there, but you can get all of our updates. That's from my Twitter. worst
2: nightmare, John. You know me and Twitter.
0: I know. If if anything does happen, again, you can find us here. You know where we'll be. We'll huddle up. We'll tell you about all of our you know new destinations, whether we're on Mastodon or who the hell knows. doesn't matter. Uh, but as we said, you can always stay connected with us here you on me, YouTube. Can
2: you give me 30 seconds on what's going on there? Because I have no clue.
0: Where? On Twitter? Twitter. Yeah. They, they don't have enough people to run the site right now that's the problem so, the so are you worried
2: is, it's actually going down
0: no just the fear is if things happen um that they just don't have enough people to troubleshoot them it's a freaking it's a massive site with a billion users it's just really hard to manage like you know our website goes down you know like you know and I'm like hey oh my god we got problems like, <laughs> it's a big 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 operation it's a big thing to do so we'll see what happens but Uh, Again, it's still up. You can still get information from us there about when we go live. But again, just to be safe, we have an Instagram account. We have a TikTok account. We have multiple TikTok accounts, multiple Instagram accounts for CLNS Media. We have our Discord server. We have multiple YouTube channels. It's not hard to find us. So you can stay connected with CLNS Media, even if we have uh, a Twitter meltdown. Obviously, you guys know where to find us. So, uh, you know, just continue coming here, watching the show business as usual, as far as we're concerned. We'll see you guys later. Bye.